0: Hari Om Tatsa, Hari Om Tatsa, Jaya Guru, Jaya Guru. Last evening for the Satsang, I was discussing the concept of Nyaya. Nyayaṁ yattat pravakshyami yet nyātva amradamashnude, anādimat param bremha nasattannāsad ucchyadeh. And all of you recited the five shlokas which describe the only thing to be known, the only concept, the only existence or the only expression, the only experience to be known. You will have to pick up very specific verses from Bhagavad Gita and try to understand and focus your sadhana and clinch your progress. Today I thought I would speak about some such verses. In the third chapter Krishna says, It is a very clear definition and explanation. Earlier he defined our life beautifully as, Kaunteya, sukha dukhada, painaha, anityaha, the entire life is Matras parasha, and they inevitably produce Sukhadukhas, which are like Sita and Ushna. Understanding that they are Agama pains, they are transitory, they will come and go, you alone are there for them to come and go to and from. This knowledge should generate sufficient tolerance for you. So, the entire life is interactional at the level of the senses. These interactions trickle down to the mind level, and in the mind level, Sukha and Dukha are the only experiences you will have throughout life. The world objects may be many. But our senses reduce them to five because the objects by themselves cannot produce any experience, interaction. Experiences are interactions are caused only by our senses and they are five. Whether the world exists or not, our own senses will have to determine and say, suppose you go to sleep and the senses are inactive, then you don't have any existence including yourself and the world. And such sensory interactions result in only the mental twins called Sukha and Dukkha. And even the Sukha Dukkhas are Dukkha alone brings Sukha, and Sukha brings Dukkha. If Sukha is bringing Dukkha, is it desirable? If Dukkha definitely brings Sukha, is it undesirable? So the thought that Dukkha is undesirable is wrong. Just see, when you elevate your thinking to the level of intelligence and rationally analyze matters, the entire situation changes. It is something very wonderful. Wonderful. I often wonder, is our Sanadana Dharma so rational, rational, rational? I am writing on the Ayakadhasya Krishna's last gospel, to Uddhava. There, to the people around me, I say that, can a Dharma Shastra be so rational? Rational. So rational. Now, here in this shloka, he says, Indriyasye raga Rāgadveshav yavastidav Upon every sensory object there is a cap of attraction and repulsion. Upon every sensory object, whether you want it or not, recognize it or not. As fire is hot and ice is cold, every sensory object carries the cap of ragadveshas, attraction and repulsion. Tayo ho! Vasham na āgacet. Do not come under their sway. Why? Tau hyasyaparipanthi nau. They are the stark enemies on the path of your life. So you will always be beset by Indriyasyarthe Vevasti vevasthidau. The attraction and repulsion remaining as a cap on every sensory object then what should you do? Do not come under their sway. So the entire focus should be on your mind. Watch it. And you have, you have the strength. Everybody has the strength. Maybe they lack Viveka. They must develop discrimination more and more. Spend enough mind hours, mind hours on understanding Viveka, its relevance, application, benefit, the marvelous effect it brings about. And then go on sublimating, sublimating the attraction and repulsion as they arise in your mind. Suppose you do it, what will happen? vyuktanam yadinam yatachedasam abhito brahmanarvanam vartade vididatmanam. I sometimes wonder whether anybody tries to care and understand the meaning and relevance and wholesome application of these statements. Attraction and repulsion are the only factors that beset our life. If you are engaged in a constant sublimation, evenization, harmonization, integration of these two for which the mind and intelligence are the only factors to be involved, to be applied, it is a total internal inner application pursuit. Kamakrodhaviyuktanam Yadinam. To become an yadi. Yadi may be a sanyasin, may not be a sanyasin, but generally sanyasins are called yadhis. Because they are given constantly to this restraint. This kind of a personality based nistha. They don't carry anything else. No idol, no puja, no studi, no stotra. It is all Vedam davake susadare mantaha, viksana matre na chatushti mantaha, vishoga mantakarane charantaha, kaubi navantakhalu bhagyavantaha. What a beautiful statement. So they are always dwelling upon. The Upanishadic revelations, declarations, pronouncements, evaluations, and exhortations. Kamakrodhaviyuktanam yadinam There comes a time when the mind becomes moderate, it becomes harmonious. For such people, do you know what happens? You have to contemplate upon this verse for many, many hours. Abhidaha brahmanarvanam vartade viditatmanam They are the people who strike at the self, who beget, attain the self-knowledge. As a result of which, what happens? Abhidaha brahmanarvanam vartade Brahma The sense of release and redemption that results from brahman knowing it it encircles them, revolves around them. Wherever they go, they carry Brahma Nirvana. Brahma is not something to be obtained from a distance, pulled by a rope, dropped from the heaven. It is something to be generated by the seeker. Generated by the seeker by churning his mind with the knowledge, which knowledge all this knowledge, spiritual wisdom, churn the mind, churn the intelligence, churn the senses. Let even the blood chemistry in the body change by virtue of this inner process of churning. Then Brahma Nirvana, like butter from the curd, it starts surging up. You can roll it, it starts floating on the butter of your mind. Naprakharshet priyam praapya, nodvijet praapya Priyam sthira buddhihi asam moodaha brahmavidu brahmanistitaha. Bah Bah. Just see. Where do you have to go for this sadhana? Nowhere. Naprakharshet priyam praapya. You may be in your house or maybe in an ashram. You may be in your office. Maybe in a social environment, wherever you are, you will have constantly to course through priya and apriya. Pleasant and unpleasant. Maybe in the hands of your own wife or husband, there will be a number of unpleasant statements and occasions. When you meet something pleasant, do not be unduly elated. When you undergo something unpleasant, do not be unduly disturbed or depressed. Sthira buddhi. The buddhi will help you to remain sthira firm, steady, stable. Asam Overcome the delusion that there is anything in this world to be offered to you. In the whole world there is no speck which can come and add to your inner personality. We are full with our panjabhautic body. Equally we are full with our mind, intelligence, ego, and beyond everything, the soul. There is no space for any object in this world to enter your system and remain there. What you have is only a possessiveness. You don't possess anything. Even a newborn child remains separately from the mother and father. They cannot possess. They can be possessive about it. So you feel possessive, possessive about many things. But the things possessed are always separate from your body. So I always say, no object ever enters your system to remain infused and one with the mind. Understand it very well. Stira buddhihi asam If you want to have contentment, which is emotional in character and which can be generated only by the mind, seek contentment from the mind, ask it to generate it rather than depend upon external possessions and the objects. It is foolishness to think that any object can create joy. Joy is an inner creation of the mind alone. With many things, the mind can be discontent. With a few things or with nothing, the mind can be contented. That is why we take up sannyasa. Everything we renounce. Why? Because in renunciation is the real joyfulness, is the real fulfillment. Even you have many things, whether you want them or not, you leave everything and go, even including the body, you leave and go. Then what about the bodily belongings that you claim? Your house is not going to come with you. When you leave the body, the resident's house goes, the relatives go, even the ring in your finger is taken away by the priest and handed over to a member of the family. Then, what is this that we are possessive about? So, let us be dispossessive. Stira buddhi, asam brahmavid, brahmanistidaha. The knowledge of brahman makes you live in brahman. Brahmanishta is different from all other forms of nishta. In brahmanishta, the mind and intelligence alone are the factors which go on dwelling upon brahman. And that dwelling, if it is proper, it is ceaseless, unbroken, incessant, unassailable, unsurpassable, unsubduable. It is, it is irresistible. This is what our shastras say, particularly Bhagavad Gita. My dear souls, in the evening I propose to, as I have always said, I will take some verses here and there and then discuss it. Remember them, learn them, let the mind dwell on them, go into the words, propositions. Why is this statement? What is the meaning? Why one word leads to another word? See, sthira buddhi, asam mudaha, bremhavidhu, brahmani sthidaha. All these words are just like the pearls, the pearls made into a necklace. Everything is connected to the other. na praharsyet priyam no nodvijet prapya chapriyam, sthira buddhi, asam Brahma vidhu, Brahmanisthidaha, Indriyasya Indriyasyarthae, Ragadveshau Vyavasthidao, Tayoor Navashamagachedhu, Tauhyasya Paribanthinao, Kamakrodhaviyuktanam, Yedihinam, Yadachedasam, Abhito Brahmanarvanam, Vartadeh, Vididatmanam Abhido Brahmanirvanam Varta Deh Vididatmanam Harihi Om Harihi Om Tatsa Jayagur Jayagur